Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Push Pill Podcast, Stories of Human Migration, Season 3. I am Sharia Singh, AP student at James Clemens High School in Madison, Alabama. I will be the guest host for today. Our guest is my favorite teacher, David Arnsbarger. This story is about George Henry Arnsbarger, fifth grade grandfather, fifth great grandfather of Coach Arns. But before we begin the show, I'd like to ask an icebreaker question. How long have you been in our school system and how long have you lived here in North Alabama? Uh, well, I've been in our school system for five years. This is my fifth year teaching. Uh, I've lived in North Alabama for about 20 years. I'm originally from Florida, moved around a little bit and settled here. Three of my children graduated from JC. Um, so um, that's kind of my background a little bit. That's nice. Um, so where does George Henry Arnsbarger's story start? Yeah, so uh, my fifth great-grandfather great, ans- fifth great was George Henry Arnsbarger, and he was from an area in Germany that's known as the Palatinate. It's kind of along the mm-hmm. Rhine River. So he came over in 1737 with a boatload of other people from the same area. Um, they came for mostly religious reasons. Uh, our family oral history always talks about how the Arnsbargers were part of a group that are called the Pennsylvania Dutch. Dutch doesn't really mean Dutch like from Amsterdam. Dutch means Deutsch. So in Germany Deutsch. they call themselves the Deutsch and it's just a, kind of a, an anglicized. Anyway, um, that's kind of the family history that we were Pennsylvania Dutch because a lot of these Palatinates settled around, around Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And a lot of these Palatinates ended up becoming the Amish. Now, obviously, I'm not Amish. Uh, none of my ancestors were Amish, so we kind of feel like George Henry came over, uh, not as part of that religious sect, but definitely for reasons of probably religion, because there was a lot of stuff going on at that time in, in the, along the Rhine. Uh, and, you know, realistically, pro- probably for some kind of opportunity. So we don't have a whole lot of, like, firsthand information. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know that he was part of this group on a boat called the Charming Nancy. And uh, it, so they had to sail down the Rhine River several days and then cross the Atlantic. Uh, it was a very difficult crossing. Um, there was, uh, a, a, well, from the historical record, uh, we know that 25% of the people died coming over. So it was a very oh. difficult journey. Um, so. Uh, that's kind of how that's kind of how it began. That's nice. So Palatinate, modern day Germany. Um, could you provide some context? Like what else was going on during this time that might have influenced his? Yeah. So um, you know, as we know from our study of history, that part of Europe was called the Holy Roman Empire, and there was lots of different regional um, rulers, smaller areas, and then you had France just to the west. And starting in around, I don't know, 1688, 1689, the French really kind of invaded a couple. That was the old King Louis XIV, mm-hmm. you know, the, the original, um, uh, uh, you know, a monarch, the absolute monarch. So, and, and so this kind of continues. So there were a lot of difficulties. And there was a still a lot of carryover of religious problems between Catholics and Protestants. And then these Anabaptists, they didn't fit into any category and everybody hated them. Um, so a lot of these Palatinates started to come to America in as early as like 1717. Wow. Some of them came to the area of Boston and they weren't treated very well there. Uh, and then a lot of them started going to Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania was kind of a newer colony. Um, you could, it was started by Quakers, right? So the Quakers aren't, you know, they're kind of an outlying group. Religious, yeah. 
Yeah, and so it just seemed like uh, it just seemed like a you know a decent place to go to. Yes, sir. So, um, what are some challenges that your ancestor might have faced? Uh, after well, traveling? so uh, yeah, after once they got once they yes, got sir, here, once they got, I, I tell you, so um, just from my study of history and what we know, once they got to Philadelphia, they they all the people on the boat had to swear an allegiance to the King of England because it was oh. still an English colony, yes, and swear that they would always abide by English laws and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And then they were basically, I don't know if they were given land, but like he ended up getting some land around Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, Colonial United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Pennsylvania was a colony. So, uh, and and at the time, the government wanted people to come to populate Pennsylvania, right? Mm Because it was, um, I wouldn't say it was abandoned, but there was was a lot of land there. And, and they wanted people to come. So I think it was a little easier once they got here. Like the, the, and the trip over, as I mentioned, uh, 25% of the people died on the ship coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before they got to cross the Atlantic, they had to come down the Rhine River. And oh, this was sense. several days. And there were a lot of problems with that because, it, as you know, at that time, there was lots of different smaller political entities down the road, and everybody oh. wanted to tax them coming down. So, yeah. must um, have been a difficult journey. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned that on here that he was a shoemaker. So, is that the career that he took when he came to the United yeah, States? Yeah, it's listed on the uh, on one of the documents when they when people got off the boat and they, they, they put their name down there and they, they had somebody write it down and any other mm-hmm. information about it. And next to it, it says shoemaker. So it's kind of interesting to me because usually if you were a a certified, I don't know, guild member (laughs) shoemaker, you would be a little bit older. And he was like 17 or 18. Mm. So I always kind of figured that he might have come over with somebody else that was, I don't know, maybe the guy who was really, who taught him how to be a shoemaker. Mm. Maybe his dad taught him to be a shoemaker. His dad stayed Mm. back. He um, might have came with his um, apprentice, right? He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's the definite possibility. Definite possibility. Can we say definite? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was a possibility that he might have come over as an apprentice, um, but he was a shoemaker, and and uh, strangely enough, his great grandson was also a shoemaker. So I don't know. Maybe it's in the blood. Who knows? <laughs> so. Um, after that was the career that he took after coming here. So when did he meet his? wife coming so he met his wife in pennsylvania and i'm pretty sure and i need to do a little more research on this i think she was on the boat coming over too so she was also originally from palatinate yeah so you know one of the things as you remember from our study of history a lot of these groups came to what was you know then the colonies mm-hmm. in whole communities right so yes, the, as you remember the, the first one was like um well after jamestown was in was in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, right? You had the pilgrims and the Puritans, whole communities coming. Whole communities from Europe, yeah. And this is just a whole community that came over. So a bunch of them, I'm sure, knew each other. Well, they did know each other. and and I think I think his wife was on that boat. She was a Bruner, and there was other Bruners okay. on that boat too. So, do you know if they were new settlers in that area, or were there already people there? Yeah, there 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 were pretty much new settlers. There okay. were people. So this was 1737. I do know of a group of people that came there about 20 years earlier. There's a group, the Eberleys, and there's some Oops. other family names that settled in that area. 
But again, you're talking about a huge area and maybe a couple hundred families, and there were still Native Americans that were still living in there. Okay. The first groups of people that got there got along with the Native people fairly well from what we know from mm -hmm. history. But yeah, there was mm -hmm. still, by, by 1737, there was still a lot of land mm -hmm. in that part of Pennsylvania. So um, a couple hundred families, that must have been quite a few deaths on the ship coming yeah. across the Atlantic must have been. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. And uh, there, interestingly enough, there's a, a woman who wrote a book here about 10 years ago uh, about that journey, and it's oh. it's really it's it's a romance, it's a Amish romance novel. It's really kind of weird about that particular yeah, journey about, from yeah about oh, that journey. And uh, so she kind of goes into how people died, which you know, transatlantic crossings were difficult. Whether difficult, yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of boat you were on. It was you know it was just very difficult. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so. and you know, as part of coming over in a group, you know, I like to, you know, this is kind of a he had a profession he had a job he had something that he could do so probably did some farming probably and this is kind of like this is yeah. starting very from scratch and yeah starting from scratch but i yes, think sir. it's a pretty typical american story and how well off was he financially when he came here from germany was that a conflict potential problem yeah or was it mainly just religious so I, I think it was mainly religious that they got out and so he did get land when he got here and he bought land okay. so somehow another you know, in my mind, it's kind of like the, the typical kind of middle class migration, right? Yes, you sir. have some skills, you come here. So he mm -hmm. probably did a little farming because he bought mm -hmm. some land, but he had, a, he had a trade, he was a shoemaker. So um, probably not like super poor, um, yeah. you know, like uh, that Normal kind of, middle class person of the time. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and I look at it in a lot of... Like when I see a lot of people come into our country these days, there's lots of different types of people, but you know, guys, the area that we live in, a lot of people come from far away areas. They have some education and they come here and they get a, a job that's not manual labor, you know? Yes, so sir. there's yeah. lots of different kinds and, yeah. And do you know anything about the particular reason that he went away from Platin in Germany, like into the, the religious conflict? Like, do you know anything more about yeah, that? Yeah, no, not really. It's just, uh, no, and, and there's definitely nothing from like the family oral history, but just mm -hmm. from studying history and teaching it, there was there was just a lot going on with um, Holy these, Roman with, and, Empire. Yeah, and the Holy yeah. Roman Empire. Those and conflicts. It, there was still conflict, Protestant, Catholic, and then you have these Anabaptists that nobody really liked. And with the United States being such a like, so far away from this, which must have been definitely a pull factor. Yeah, for, for sure. And, yeah. and again, the pull factors being land here and freedom land, right freedom, you can yeah. you can worship the way you want to you got land you yeah. got opportunity and the start from scratch was definitely more of a blessing for them with all the conflicts for them just the way to oh yeah i yeah. think you're right yeah for sure okay yep okay so uh it was nice having you on the well thank you very podcast. much i really appreciate being a guest on push pull podcast yes <laughs>